Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. All right, all right. We're, we're going to start with, uh, with a prayer. So if you're gentlemen, take your hat off and uh, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And you all say? Amen. Amen. Lord God Almighty, thank you so much for the gift of this day, for the just amazing graces of this entire week that you've been pouring into our hearts and lives, awakening in us deep desires and a deep just awareness of your presence. Lord, thank you for this day in particular. And I ask Jesus that you would send forth the Holy Spirit upon us into our minds, into our hearts, that you would stir up in us just uh, an attentiveness and awareness that we would be able to receive whatever it is that you want to give. And we give this entire time to you, Mary, the queen of heaven and earth. You are the one who more than anybody put out into the deep and lived at the depths. And so we pray, Hail Mary full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Someone remind me, what is, uh, what's the theme that you guys have been exploring this week? What have we been talking about? Into the what? Say deep. Deep. Say deep. Deep. Into the deep. You guys, you did that good. That was good. All right, so we've been talking about Into the Deep. That comes from Luke chapter 5. Okay, so Luke chapter 5. We got Jesus who comes upon Simon and Andrew. Simon's cleaning his nets. He's had a whole night of fishing, right? He's caught nothing, right? So if you're Andrew, if you're Simon, you are frustrated, you're miserable, you're cleaning your nets, you're just ready to pack it in. Here comes this guy who says, I'm going to get in your boat. I'm going to preach for a little bit. So Jesus gets into Simon's boat, puts out into the water a little bit, and begins to preach. Then after he preaches, he says, put your boat out into the deep water and lower your nets for the catch, right? So after that, what happens? He catches just a little bit of fish or a lot of bit of fish? A lot of bit of fish. A lot of bit of fish, right? So much fish. I loved how Father Dan put this the other day that he said, like, so much fish that the fishing boat was sinking, right? A fishing boat is designed to receive the fish. And there's so much fish, the fishing boat was sinking, right? So when Jesus goes fishing, he catches so much fish that boats sink. When Jesus like makes wine. He makes 180 gallons of wine. When Jesus makes bread, he makes so much bread that he feeds 15,000 people and there's leftovers, right? Just get this in your head. Our God is a God of superabundance. Say superabundance. 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 He's not a God who gives in stingy amounts. Like if you're starving, he's not like, well, here's like a, a cracker. No, he's like, here's the entire buffet. That's the kind of God that we have. He's the God of superabundance. So this faith of ours, it is a faith of immense depth. It's a faith of immense beauty and richness. And like I imagine last night, a lot of you got to experience that in some way with adoration and reconciliation, that you got to experience like the depth of this, like the depth of God's love for you, the depth of his mercy, the depth of his attentiveness, that we have a God who loves you so much that he became flesh and he dwells among us in the Eucharist and you got to walk behind him in the procession. How cool was that procession? Last night, by the way. Wasn't that awesome? You guys got to do that? It was awesome. Jake thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I wasn't there, but I got to see pictures of it, and I was, I was praying for you guys. It looked amazing. And I imagine some of us got to experience a, a deeper encounter with the Lord last night than maybe you've had before, the sense that, 
that this is real, that this is real, and that like this God is actually like present. He's not just like this distant force out there in the universe. He's not like the Star Wars force. We're talking about a God who has a face, a God who has a name, a God who's attentive to you, right? This is something incredibly deep. And the invitation that comes from Jesus, it's always an invitation into the depths. Like we, we have a God who doesn't want you to have a crappy life, right? Jesus says in John chapter 10, he says, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly, right? Again, we have a God of super abundance. Say super abundance. He said, I have come that you might have life and have life abundantly. What's your name? Brendan. Brendan. Like, Jesus isn't interested, Brendan, in having you live, like, this mediocre, boring life. Like, he wants you to have a life of abundance. Like, a life that's incredible. A life that's incredible. Like, here's the thing. Every single one of us, every single one of us desires this. Every single one of us desires this. We have this hunger in our hearts. Like, I want to live a life. It's incredibly meaningful, meaningful and beautiful. And like, this is what Jesus is inviting us into. He's inviting us into a life at the depth. Like he doesn't want your life to be mediocre. He doesn't want your life to be boring. Jesus doesn't make your life boring. Like Catholicism is not boring. There's only boring Catholics. Can I get an amen? amen. And I know you've met many of them. I've met many of them. We know many of them. Catholicism is not boring. But there are many bored Catholics. There's a huge difference. This faith of ours is incredible. All right, so what we want to do today, guys, is we're going to start transitioning our minds uh, and kind of preparing our hearts for, like, life beyond Camp Celebrate. Right? We've got still a full day today. We've got a half-ish day tomorrow. There's still plenty of stuff to experience. I don't want you checking out yet. But we want to start getting our minds into, like, the next mode, which is deployment. Right? So we're going to be deployed. You're not just merely going home. Like when Jesus gathers his apostles in the Gospels, he gathers them to himself for a particular purpose, to form them, to inspire them, and then he deploys them. He sends them out. But that's exactly what he's doing this week, right? You've gathered here to be inspired, to be reminded of who you are, to be reminded of what this is all about, to be reminded how awesome this life is, and then he's going to deploy you, send you back to your families to your friends back home, the people who weren't here, he's going to deploy you back home. So we want to get our minds into this mode of getting ready for deployment. So what I want to do first is I want to uh, direct our attention to this uh, scripture from Mark's gospel. So just take a second, quiet your hearts, maybe close your eyes so you can receive this a little bit more deeply. This is from Mark chapter one. And we hear this. That evening at sundown, They brought to Jesus all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered together about the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases. And he cast cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And in the morning, a great while before daybreak, he rose and went out to a quiet place, and there he prayed by himself. And Simon and those who were with him followed him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is searching for you. 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so this is the very beginning of Mark's gospel. Jesus here, he's manifesting his power. He's manifesting his authority. He's manifesting his his messianic identity, that I have the, the power over sin and death and disease. I have power over the principalities and powers and demonic forces. He's driving out demons, healing people from sunup till sundown. This is an exhausting day for Jesus, right? All day long, healing people, driving out demons. The day ends, the last person goes home, all the apostles come together, they settle in for the night, they lay down, they go to sleep. Jesus is there, he's gone to sleep. But he gets up early the next morning. And he goes off to some quiet place by himself. And he begins to just be in conversation with his father. He's talking to his father, right? And the apostles wake up and they're like, where's Jesus, right? Like we lost Jesus, right? So they're freaking out because then there's other people in the town who are now looking for him because the reputation is spread even further and wider that there's this guy in town who has the capacity to heal you of something that no one else can heal you from. Like there weren't doctors in the ancient world. There wasn't medicine, there wasn't pain meds, there was no Tylenol, no aspirin, nothing. You were just, if you had something wrong with you, it was wrong with you for the rest of your life, probably. And then you find out there's this person who has the capacity to heal. So all these people are coming to the apostles looking for Jesus now. Jesus is nowhere to be found. So Simon and the others, they go and look for him. And what does Simon say to Jesus? Anybody catch it? Say it again. Everyone is looking for you. Okay, so on one level, you got the level of the story, the level of the history. Yes, everyone in the town was looking for him. But I want you to hear that through a deeper lens, right? Something deeper. Hear it through a deeper lens. Everyone is looking for him. This is is the first fundamental conviction that we need to have, that I want us to get in our heads and in our hearts. This fundamental conviction that Every single person, every single person who's alive right now, every single person who's ever lived, and every single person who will ever live, every single person is looking for Jesus. Even the people who think, even the people who look like they're not looking for him. The people who are living lives that are the craziest, worst, most sinful lives, deep down in their hearts, they're doing what they're doing because they think this will make me happy. They think this will make me fulfilled. They think this is what will bring me peace or popularity, or they're thinking that this will fill my heart. Every single person, every person is looking for Jesus. Like, if we are the question, he's the answer. Like, we're this puzzle piece with this piece carved out, and the only thing that corresponds to that missing part is Jesus. Every human being. What it means to be, listen, What it means to be human is to live in relationship with Jesus. Like that is the fulfillment of our humanity. That's what we were made for. We were made to live in relationship with Jesus. Every single person is looking for him. This is from St. John Paul II, who was the Pope two popes ago. St. John Paul II who died in 2005 before you guys were born, John Paul II was talking to a group of young people back in Denver. It's around the year 1997. John Paul II was saying to them, look, it is Jesus that you seek when you, when you dream of happiness. Who here has ever dreamt of happiness? Like you want a happy life. Every single one of us. The Pope is saying to you, this saint is saying to you, 
It's actually Jesus that you are looking for. It's Jesus that you, like friendship with him, that's what you are looking for when you're looking for the happy life. He says this, he is waiting for you and nothing else you find satisfies you. Anybody here ever been dissatisfied by anything in life? Yeah, every single one of us. The Pope is saying, Jesus is the one who's waiting for you when everything else in this life, because there are, here's what's crazy. The best things in life, like if you got the best things in life, you know what your heart would still want? More. And then when you got the more, you know what your heart would still want? More. Okay, then you get that. You know what your heart's still going to want? More. Now say it together with me. More. Your heart's going to want more. Your heart's always going to want more. Like this is, what the, this is what the Pope is telling us. It is He. He is the beauty to which you are so attracted. Think about this. Anybody here ever seen like a sunset or a sunrise or like a, like a starlit night? And it's just so unbelievably beautiful and you're just like, like just pierced by it. Am I the only one or anybody else here? Like you see something so beautiful. The Pope is saying, do you know like what you're actually attracted to through that? That's actually Jesus. Like he's the most beautiful person who's ever lived. He's the most kind person who's ever lived. He's the most powerful person who's ever lived. You know, your heart is actually drawn to him when you're drawn to these other things. When your heart gets animated, that's actually Jesus. This is what the Pope is saying. Every single person you know, guys, every person, every person in your family, every cousin that you have, every person you go to school with, every person you'll ever encounter is looking for Jesus. They're looking for him. They're looking for something to satisfy the deep desires of their hearts. Right, this whole week we've been talking about Jesus' call to put out into the deep. Say deep. deep. Put out into the deep. Because we have deep longings. These deep desires. One of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 42. When you get a chance, you crack open your Bibles, read Psalm 42. But there's a line in Psalm 42 that says, Deep calls out to deep. And it sounds like the roar of waters. Anybody ever been to Niagara Falls? Like, it's just like this thundering, unbelievable sound. Like, that's the image that the psalmist has, that the, the depth of our heart, these desires are crying out, like roaring waters looking for something else that's deep to satisfy it. Deep calls out to deep. Deep calls out to deep. Like, the hearts of every person that you know, they're looking for Jesus. They're looking for something to fulfill them. So here's the question. So then what does Jesus do? Well, he looks at us and says, well, good luck. Go figure it out on your own. Is that what he does? No. no, that's not what he does. That's not what he does. This is what he does, and it's incredible. He forms a church, and he has people like you and me who've met him, who've seen him, who've encountered him, who've experienced his love in their hearts, in the sacraments and reconciliation and adoration, people who've begun to like taste this depth of love that he has. He takes people like us and he sends us out into the world as like ambassadors, as witnesses, as evangelists to begin witnessing to people. Basically what we do as disciples, our call is to, like we're not sent out into the world to say good news, I've got all these rules for you to follow. Don't you want to be a Christian just like me? 
That's not what we're doing. He sends us out into the world to basically say, I have found something. Like that's what the first apostles did. When Jesus sends them out into the world, they're telling the world, I have found something. I found someone whose love is so incomparably more than anybody else. I have found someone who's like, who animates my life, someone who looks at me like no one else looks at me. I have found someone who's like, who gives meaning and purpose to my life like no one else does. They were basically going out into the world telling starving people where they can find bread. That's what they were doing. That's what he invites us to do. That's what he invites us to do, to evangelize, to bring this depth in us out into the world where the deep is calling out to deep. But here's the, here's the bottom line. You cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you don't. You cannot give what you don't. You cannot give what you don't have. If you yourself just simply take this week and just let it be this week and don't continue to grow, if you don't continue to nurture this relationship with Jesus in the depths of your heart, you will have nothing to offer. Guys, we have to keep going. We have to keep letting Jesus into the depths of our hearts. And that's what so much of this week is about. So much of your conversation with your counselors and your staff members and your teachers are about. It's about learning how to continue to go to the depths. Because that's where the adventure is. It's in the depths. Jesus says, lower your nets for a catch in the depths. People don't know how deep this goes. People don't know how deep his love is. And if you and me, if we don't, if we don't have the courage or the willingness to go out and tell people, no one will ever know. So before we go to a time of small group, let's, uh, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, you have called us into the depths. You've called us to be deep sea creatures, so to speak, to live at the depths, to receive your love at the depths. To be willing to let you into the boat of our life, Jesus, to let you call the shots, to let you tell us where to go and what to do, to trust you completely. And you are inviting us into your mission of going out into the world to be ambassadors of this deep love, to be witnesses of this deep love. That there is a love that corresponds to our heart's hunger. There is a love that corresponds to the deep desires that we have to be seen and to be known and to be loved and to be treasured, that we want a meaningful and beautiful life. Everyone is looking for you, Jesus. Everyone is looking for you. Give us the grace and the courage to help others find you by witnessing it in our own lives. And we pray together, all glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go to small group.